Hi everybody, welcome to the sixth episode of Georgia Politics. In today's episode, we will be discussing the two Senate seats that are now in play. The House has split the teacher pay raise. A law has been made to make sex abuse on foster kids illegal. Democrats are split on their nominees. A vote early day has been announced. Doug Collins may or may not have the coronavirus. And Fulton County has shut down all of its schools. All that and more on this episode. As you can probably all see, it's been a very busy couple days for Georgia. We've had a lot of things happen, uh, a lot of weird, strange things have occurred, and we're going to talk about that. And it's, you know, I was really surprised, honestly. I was like, uh, I was on the internet, I was getting my notes down, getting what I my script written, and I was just, I mean, there was just so much. I was like, wow, I got a lot of work with today. I mean, they're, they're, this is going to be a long episode. You know, I got a lot to work with. And I'm really happy about that. So I'm just going to go ahead. We have a lot of cover. I don't want to make this like a 40-minute uh, podcast episode. So I want to I go ahead, start off with the first subject. Let me read the quote for y'all. With two Senate seats in play, all bets are on in Georgia f- for political groups. So, okay, the two Senate seats... So, this is the first time in almost... Okay, I'll actually read... Here's, I actually wrote something down. For the third time in American history, both of the Georgia's Senate seats are open for election. So, the whole idea right now, from what I've heard... So, Democrats think... They, 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 see, they, they think they see an opportunity. Even though Georgia has voted Republican for two decades straight, they think there's an opportunity. This is all, this is all based off of due to Stacey Abrams' near win... In 2018 for governor and hear me aloud near win which means she did not win but they, they think she's got a chance we'll, we'll be talking about her a lot today because there's talks about her for vice presidency there's talks about her for a lot of things right now and we'll talk about that in a minute honestly she's not fit for any political position in my opinion at all she should just get out of politics while, while, while she's not ahead and there's nothing there she should leave because there will never be anything there. She's never going to win anything. So she needs to just get out of politics. Nobody cares about your opinion. Get out. Back off. Have a good day. Get off. Just stop. Please. Oh my God. Stop. Just stop. Please. I know I said that a lot, but stop. <laughs> really, stop. Okay, stop. Okay. So as of right now, I talked about this last week. I talked about this a little bit. So Kelly Loeffler and Doug Collins are both fighting for right now a like temporary seat till they have the special elections. So Kelly Loeffler was given that position. Doug Collins is pissed about it. I don't care. I'm like, dude, relax. Okay, it's not the end of the world. You know, you can go. the The next seat is about to be open for grabs. Then take that one. You know, stop worrying about it. Since this is the since 19, last time the vote was split like this was 1960. So apparently right now Georgia, Georgia is split. There's Democrat, Republican, and it's just getting more split uh, about voting for the Senate. But I'm like, I mean, we're probably going to vote Republican again. I mean, we got Kelly Loeffler up there. You know, the two represent, the guys who represented us in Senate were good representatives. They did a good job. People are probably going to vote Republican again. Whoever they endorse is probably who they're going to go, who I would think the general public should go for. And since we already have a very low amount of people who vote, and it it, it, it tends to be the actual people that show up to vote, you know, out of the people who, you know, do actually vote in Georgia, there's 3 million people who don't, 
apparently, they tend to vote Republican. And they're saying, well, we might get some of the black vote. Right now, Georgia has become the center for conservative blacks or African Americans. That's that's a pretty, I mean, so yeah, that's not really a good, you know, that's not a good stance. It's like, well, yeah, no, you're probably not because most of the African Americans living in Georgia, maybe besides, I don't know, the exact downtown area of Atlanta are actually leaning more Republican and more conservative. So you've actually, you probably won't win the, um, you won't win the black majority. And even then, you know, you probably won't win the any of any other race. Latinos, you probably won't win, you know. Yeah. And, you know, the Republicans just nominated a female, so you can't go off the, the thing like, oh, they're sexist. Well, they just nominated a female. Hey, I mean, you can look at the Democratic primaries right now. You got two old farts that are the, the two the two best, the two possible, uh, you know, people who are going to be running against Trump. They're the two nominees for the uh, Democrats run for the presidency. And they're two old farts. And then, you know, you had like three women. They didn't win it. You had an African-American guy. They didn't get it. But people look at the Republicans like, well, they just nominated this. And this girl got, she's in the Senate seat right now. Man, maybe the Republicans aren't that sexist. So, yeah, that's probably, yeah. So, I think it's going to be a harsh reality for the Democrats. I think they're really, really going to learn that, no, no. There is no optimism. There's no opportunity. We're just going to vote Republican again. And, you know, if they don't, I'm wrong. But I... Pretty sure they will. I was I was right about uh, the state senate. The state senate they got two Republicans fighting against each other. So it's like, yeah, if you didn't, oh, that was an uh, older episode. I covered that, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Okay, we'll talk about uh, the house splits, the teacher pay raise right after this break. All right, now this is probably one of the biggest stories we have today. Get ready for it. Okay. Hope you're prepared. Georgia's house seeks $1,000 teacher raise, not Kemp's $2,000 teacher raise. They want to use the other pay for government employees. Okay. Um, yeah, this is... Right now, there is a lot of infighting in Georgia between the Republicans. You know, a lot of the Republicans right now, you know, they, I mean, we. this is actually something that the Republicans did not want to happen. They did not want a teacher pay raise. And they and the guy they nominated for the government governorship who is a Republican is now not doing what they say and it's surprising them. They're like, "Wait a second. He's doing stuff that we don't want him to do." Because he's doing the right thing. Okay, he's not always going to follow what the party wants. Okay, Brian Kemp does not have anything to lose. This is his first term. You know, he can do whatever he wants, but then when it gets to the second, you know, the last two terms, he'll he'll start worrying about his political career. But as of right now, he can go ahead and just do whatever he wants, what he thinks is right. And then he can start serving his party, but I think what Brian Kemp is doing is, is good. But um, let's talk a little bit more about this. Okay, so this would apparently cost the state $28.1 billion in state money. Nothing compared to Bernie Sanders when they provide you free health care, which would cost like $50 trillion, so don't even make a big deal out of $28.1 billion. Good Lord. I mean, come on. And $54.2 billion once federal and other money is added. So that's like around $70 billion, I think. 
Uh, Chairman Terry England, Republican, said he believes in granting the $2,000 pay raise, but feels other agencies need pay too. My whole problem with this is what I really think this is, government employee. So I have a question. Does the, do the people who work at the DMV need a $1,000 pay raise? There are, okay, so there are some jobs. Now, if they're talking about specific jobs that require, like they require you to go to school, get a college degree, like a teacher, and they want to give more money to those people, I'm fine with that. Like police officers, you know, I'm, I'm fine with, or like, yeah, risky jobs like a police officer or a fire, or working in the fire department, yeah, I'm fine with them getting a pay raise too. But that doesn't mean we need to com- like just cut down the teacher pay raise though. I mean, I guess if you're, now it just, for me, it depends. Like, where else is this money going to? If it's going to some DMV employee, no. Okay, the teacher deserves it more, in my opinion. Okay, the teachers are really contributing to our society. They're teaching our kids. You know, they're teaching the young. They matter a lot. And Georgia right now, from what I've got... So, okay, a Georgia teacher gets paid $60,000 average. Okay, Compared to New York's teachers who get paid seventy nine thousand six hundred, which is almost eight eight eighty thousand dollars. Now we do not have a super. Now it's not saying we have a low. Okay, South Dakota, which has the lowest teacher pay, is forty two thousand seven hundred. But the difference between New York and Georgia is New York gets paid nineteen thousand dollars or twenty thousand more than we do. That's a lot of money. So I think it's kind of it, it's kind of ridiculous if you really think about it. It's that they make such a big deal if, if we only now if they were saying we want a ten thousand dollar teacher pay raise, then that would be ridiculous. But this is literally two thousand dollars. It's going to cost the state twenty eight point one billion in state money, but the state already makes sixteen billion dollars a year. And that's that's some old polling. You know, Brian Kemp has created a lot more jobs, a lot more government jobs too. During his first term. So they're probably actually making a little bit more than that. And then also they're not always spending that $16 billion a year. So they've probably got a good, you know, they've got some money built up. They can also, of course, borrow from the national government if they want. Now, my thing, though, is if it ends up, though, like this 21 point, but for some weird reason, we can't get this money. Then we have to start raising taxes or something like that. And I'm like, no, stop it now. No. Okay, no. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to start, you know, we're not going to start paying insane taxes now for a $2,000 pay raise. No. Okay, no. We're not going to do that. No, we're not. It's not happening. And it, so, you know, I mean, it's like, one of the things they also said, and I now this is what I completely, I disagree with this too, is so the House would spend $140 million on raise for K-12 and pre-K teachers. So they, they would split it in half. They would spend 1000 on actual teachers, and then maybe they'll spend the other 1000 on K-12 pre-k teachers i'm like no preschool preschool teachers really no no we're not doing that k12 k i did k12 for a while okay yes i understand these are teachers too but do they have to drive to a class you know do they have to go to a school you know do they actually no they stay at home and they get on their computer they type up an assignment maybe they they give a little bit of a they talk to their student, but it's nothing like what an actual teacher who goes to an actual public school has to go through, has to wake up in the morning, has to go to work. You know, it's nothing like that. At the end of the day, the only thing that matters to me, though, is if they are going to split it, 
that the the least the other half of that money goes to actual important government jobs, and it better not go to any lawmaker or government official. No, I mean you're not going to just take to just pay raise and then spend it on yourself or or give it to someone who really doesn't deserve it. So if if that happens, I'm going to be infuriated because that's ridiculous. That's just ridiculous. But you know, hopefully. You know, it seems what's going to happen is it's going to get split, but hopefully that the, the teachers will still get their teacher pay raise. Maybe they can go around like 1500 I don't know. But I, I just, I feel like some of this stuff is just kind of ridiculous. Okay, we'll get, we'll, we'll talk about our, ne- our next subject uh, in just a minute. All right, okay, so uh, our next part, our next article is, um, now this is, this is, this is weird. This is a weird this is a weird situation. Like, this is something you would think would already be illegal, but due to some loopholes, apparently, in Georgia's code on foster, like, on foster kids and foster parents, there's somehow been a loophole that allows, it doesn't allow, per se, it doesn't say, you know, you can do this, but apparently what has been happening recently, let me, just, let me read the title, and then I'll explain a little more. So Georgia House backs ban on foster parents Sex with kids in their care. The legislation is part of the governor of Governor Brian Kemp's plan to overhaul the state foster care system. House Bill 911, illegal for foster parents to engage in sexual activity with those in their care, closing a loophole in the Georgia foster care system, which is created, which had, which was created by Georgia's legal age of consent, which was 16. So what has happened is what foster parents, these foster parents, who aren't really foster parents, are going out. And they're, you know, they're they're taking care of foster kids who are over the age of 16. But due to Georgia's legal age of consent, which is 16, these foster parents are, you know, sexually abusing the child. But then they're using it as consent, you know, 16 is the age of consent. So it's just like this weird loophole. So, that I, I mean, apparently there's a lot wrong with the foster care system right now. There's a lot of these loopholes. There's a lot of corruption. There's a lot of bad things going on. You know, that's the reason you hear all this crap about the foster care system is because there's a lot of crap about it. You know, it's not good. And it's just so surprising that people would do such a terrible thing like this. And, you know, that's just the world we live in. I mean, people just do terrible things. And I'm glad that this has been brought to light and they're doing something about it because it's not right. And it's just, it's just, you know, our country has gone to the point to where it's like some, in some parts, this stuff is accepted. Like, there's this whole thing going on right now about how, like, you know, it doesn't matter what age you are, you know, you could, for, but for, like, women instead of men, you know, if a guy, if an older guy is dating this, like, 20-year-old girl, it's, you know, that's messed up, but it's the other way around. It's coming up to the point where it's, like, parents can, like, marry, it's, it's really messed up stuff, but it's oddly being accepted into our society. I mean, that's the whole thing with the LGBTQ right now and all that. It's just accepting all these, the things that, I think what's happening right now is there's a perversion of children right now. Kids are learning way too much about this stuff, and then they're being involved in it. I mean, there's drag kids right now. You've probably heard of some of them, and it's just not... It's, that's not something a kid should be in. Or or parents raising their kids without a gender. No, that's not how it's supposed to be. You know, forcing their kids to be gay, forcing their kids to be transgender. It's not right. It's a kid's decision, Right? Isn't that the whole idea? Like, gay is not a choice. Being transgender is not a choice. But then now, they're. But on the other hand, they're telling people they're trying to force kids into it, because you know they're they're trying to keep this going, and it's it's terrible. They've perverted the message. They've 
this is what like the liberals are trying to do. They're trying to tear kids apart and they're trying to, you know, make them into their little tools and like, Oh, it's okay. You know, like kids should do this too. Like, no, there's just some things kids should not do. There's a reason. Okay. The kids believe in Santa Claus. There's a reason people believe in the tooth. Kids believe in the tooth fairy. Cause you got to keep the kid's imagination going. If you just outright tell them all this stuff that really they shouldn't be knowing at such a young age and it can really mess them up. It can really mess them up and they shouldn't be doing this. And I'm glad that this has been brought to light and George is doing something about it. And it's just this whole culture now that is starting up. Where does it matter? Kids should learn about this. No, kids should not learn about this. They should not. Okay, so we'll get to our next um, article after I have a water break. Okay, I'm sorry if I sound bad. I'm, 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 I don't have the corona. Okay, I'm, I'm okay on that end. I don't have the coronavirus, but I, I have a, so I have a cold right now. So I'm, I've been, I'm trying actually like literally right, right now, trying not to cough and stuff. It's really bad, but um. I'm going to try to, you know, not do that while we're in this podcast. So I, I, I do sound tired, too. That's because I am. Okay, so, um, now, okay, I don't know if you've heard of this. The Washington Examiner, I'm not saying you need to start listening to conservative news and stuff. Like, I honestly don't trust any of the news stations. I think they all, at some point, lie. So I don't think either one of them is just, even the conservative ones like Fox and stuff. I don't believe, I think the news should just have an unbiased opinion. Overall, just completely unbiased, but, you know, that's just not the culture we live in right now. But Washington Examiner is one of those conservative uh, news, and they're just so funny. Oh, my God, they're so funny. I'm just going to read you, like, pretty much the whole thing I have written down, and it's just so... Okay, so this is about the... um. So, if you don't know, so, the, you know, the two nominees for the Democrats right now are Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden. Most likely, it's going to be Joe Biden. He's probably going to win Michigan. And Bernie's just, he's just, I mean, he's just losing momentum. He was on Fox, I think, last night. And he just, I mean, my God, the dude. I mean, the only thing, the only reason, like, Biden, I mean, Biden has, like, Biden's winning because he's appealing to the moderates. But even Biden's not even that okay. I mean, the dude literally is just, like, I think I think the guy's going to have dementia. I love how people ask for Bernie Sanders, like, his medical records, you guys should ask for Joe Biden's. I mean, this dude is, like, full-blown dementia. Like, he doesn't even know where he is anymore. Like, he, he slurs his words so much, more than I do, which is really surprising. And it's just, I mean, you don't, like, you're, I mean, I'm thinking, like, is this guy going to fall down or something? Is he going to die? Is he okay? Like, legit, is he okay? Like, dude, relax. Go, like, home and, like, sleep or something. Jeez. Be like a normal old person. Sorry, I just hit my uh, headset. Okay, so I'm just going to read you the article. Now that Democrats have settled on two old white men. That's funny. Oh, my God. It's just making, completely making fun of them because they're all about you know diversity and stuff, which really they aren't. And then what happens? They nominate two old white guys. And one of them is a communist, and the other one has dementia. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Party liberals are requesting a consolation prize, a.k.a. the vice presidency. And this is what I was talking about. So... They have Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. They're both white men, and, you know, the Democrats are liberals. You know, that wouldn't really matter if it was Republican because it wouldn't really matter because we're about diversity, and that doesn't mean you exclude one race because maybe they're not diverse enough or they're the majority. That means you everyone's in it. Sexes doesn't matter. 
Uh, but, you know, Democrats are trying to be that, but they've never been that, and they never will be. You know, they were the racists in 1966, and they've they've been the racists since 1966, so, and before that. Um, so, part, so they want, they're like, okay, well, we can't get the presidency uh, diverse enough, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to get the vice presidency diverse enough, which, honestly, the vice presidency is one of the most unimportant jobs in America right now. I mean, the dude literally has, like, a couple jobs, and that's, if the vote is tied, he'll go in there and he'll add his vote and then that'll break the tie. That's literally like his main job and then taking over for the president if he dies. Like, that's literally it. He's like one of the most unimportant figures. I'm sorry, like, I like Mike Pence doesn't seem like a bad guy, but, I mean, dude, your job is just completely unimportant. You're just there. Maybe you might run for president next year, like Joe Biden or something, but you're pretty much unimportant. That's kind of funny. If you think about the vice governor, like that's like the most, I mean, think about it. if you had to get to the point towards like the most unimportant of jobs ever, I mean, you, if there's a vice mayor, then that might be the most unimportant job in the world. Like literally like vice governor, that's pretty unimportant, but vice mayor, that's insane. Like you just are, you might as well just, you're nothing. You're just a piece of wood. Nominated piece of wood is vice president, but they want a diverse vice president. Even if they probably won't even win the presidency, so that doesn't really make much sense, but, you know, whatever. After Warren dropped out, liberals crying crying their hearts out, tears flowing out of their safe spaces, cried, misogyny, because they were so triggered that two guys, one got the presidency, or got the nomination, but not Warren, who was mentally insane, probably more mentally insane than Warren, than Hillary Clinton, this other Klobuchar who just didn't even care anymore. And then one this this African-American dude who also just wanted to be Obama, but he wasn't really Obama. He was worse than Obama. So, like, you know, they're, like, all freaking out, like, a misogyny. Oh, they're, like, you know, their little safe spaces, their little bubbles, just, like, overflowing with flipping tears. It's about to burst. And they can't handle it. They're, they're, they, they're just, they're like, whoa, whoa. This is insane. What's happening? Oh, my gosh. <gasps> like, they're freaking out. They don't know what's happening. They say they want a female, preferably African-American. Hmm. They want a female who's a Democrat. Super liberal. Hates every white person in the United States. And is African-American. And is a female. Probably already said that, but who cares? Who does that sound like? I'll give you zero seconds. Stacey Abrams. That is literally Stacey Abrams. And they said it's pretty much Stacey Abrams. They they named a bunch of random guys who I don't even care about. But it's, I mean, come on. Stacey Abrams has been on like a couple channels already, news stations talking about it. I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, this, she's like the dumbest choice though. She's not going to win. She didn't even win in Georgia. And we had the least amount of people who vote. And oh, and oh my God. This just, this is Stacey Abrams hysteria. Like this is literally this woman. Like, Okay, so this is literally what she said. She has made a name for herself, saying she is the rightful governor of Georgia. Guess what? You're not. You're not the, like, whatever percent of the tiny percentage of people actually showed up to vote. Um, did not vote for you. They voted for Brian Kemp. They have gone over this. They've had, like, two investigations already. And guess what? Stupid. They figured it out. It took them, like, a long time. And, and they figured it out. You did not win. Oh, my God. Surprising, right? You didn't win. In a primarily Republican state, 
even though they want to say it's split. But, dude, I mean, it's pretty much Republican. Just stop fighting over it. It's Republican. Shut up and leave, okay? She lost here. And now they're thinking, oh, well, she lost a local election in the state of Georgia, so that must mean she'd be a great candidate for vice presidency. No, that does not mean she'd be a great choice for the vice presidency. And this is what has, honestly, this is this is proof that the Democratic Party is racist. And here's what I mean. Okay, so you hear Martin Luther King. Now, what he says against racism is judging someone by their skin. That is pretty much racism. Now, putting negative tones behind that is what people say is racist, but I think it's just judging them by the color of their skin. And you might be judging them nice, making a stereotype, and then making it a racial stereotype, I think is racist. Now, you can, I guess, it's most of the time it's with negative notions, which I, I understand. But here's the thing. The Democrats literally are only nominating this person, not because of any skill, not because of any political background. She's a, she's been like, she's held one office. I forgot what the, it was like secretary or something. She, she has a very pathetic political background, but the only reason they might not admit it, but they know it. They're actually kind of getting to the point to where they're, they're admitting it. It's like Obama. They never admitted it, but we all know why they voted for him because of their race. Martin Luther King says, judge someone by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin, and that's exactly what the Democrats are not doing. They're judging them by their skin, not by the content of their skin. And they're being racist to white people, too. They're judging white people by the color of their skin. They're judging everyone by the color of their skin. It doesn't matter if you're black. It doesn't matter if you're a minority. They're still judging you. Like, oh, we can get the black vote because, you know, blacks like Democrats. That's not true. There's actually a large percentage of, like, conservatives and, like, Republicans. They're, they're making stereotypes and judgmental decisions because of what they think of minorities. They're using minorities. You don't see the Republican Party going out there and be like, oh, yeah, we know exactly what the minorities want. They don't care. The conservatives don't care what your race is. They do not care. They're fine if they get your vote or not. At the end of the day, they're going to stick to their ideals. Liberals need, Democrats need your vote. Because they need to appeal to minorities. Because if they don't appeal to minorities, they don't get anyone. That's what scares them so much. So that's why they call the Republicans racist and conservatives racist. That's why they, they really try to just put races into these little boxes where it's like, this is our little liberal. These are our Hispanics. They're our liberal little Hispanics. We're going to make them de- Democrats. Like, they're literally kind of forcing the Democratic Party on the minority. So like, okay, you have, if you're African-American, you have to be a Democrat. If you're not, you're a racist and you're not really African-American. You hate African-Americans. You wish you were never, you wish you were white. You know, they go over this whole thing and it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You know, when Stacey Abrams was running, I voted for her. I did not vote for her. I voted for Brian Kemp because Brian Kemp fit more to my ideals. He wanted to protect the Second Amendment. He wanted to protect all of her rights. He wanted to fix our education system. He wanted to fix our foster care system, which I thought were things we really needed. He wanted to increase business in Georgia. He wanted to lay, he wanted to get rid of abortion. Those were things that met with my ideals. Stacey Amherst did not. She wanted to have this whole new wave of liberalism over Georgia. She wanted to, you know, she was, I mean, she's almost, she has the same kind of similar social ideals to someone like Warren. She's like a worse Hillary Clinton. I'm like, I've told people this, like, why did you not vote? I'm like, if you, if you ask someone, Who's liberal? And you ask them, why did you vote for Stacey Abrams? Why did you vote for Barack Obama? They will probably give you, if they give you a reason, it's probably going to be some bullcrap reason, and you'll be like, well, that's already happened before, or something like that, or they'll just be silent because they will not admit 
that the only reason they voted for that person, I've seen this on multiple occasions, where they have no facts, nothing to back it up with, but they'll say, I've, they won't say it, but they, they, you know the answer. Might as well not even ask, but you should ask. It's because of the color of their skin. Why did you not vote for Brian Kemp? Because he's white. Nothing about him, nothing about his family, nothing about his personality, nothing about what he does, what, how would, if he would be a good governor, you know, nothing. He's white. Don't like him because he's white. He's a white, he's a white billionaire. He's not even a billionaire, but he's white. He's got a lot of money. He's a white guy. Don't like him. That is exactly, exactly what Martin Luther King warned. When Martin Luther King got up on, on those steps, on the Lincoln Memorial, he did not just speak to African Americans. There were white people, there were Hispanics, there was Asians, there was people of all different races down in the crowd listening to him speak. Because he was not just speaking to his race, he was speaking to all the races of the world, all the people of the world. And people, and the liberals have twisted his message into fitting with their own, which is completely anti-Semitic and completely racist, but they kind of cover it up by putting minorities on the spot. But those minorities are puppets. Barack Obama's a puppet. He was a puppet of the Democratic Party. He got nothing done, and what he did got done was, what he did get done was terrible. It hurt this country. He spent trillions of dollars trying to bribe the bribe Iran. I mean, he did terrible things while he was in office. He got nothing done. He was a puppet of the Democratic Party, and that's all it was to them. We get some power for a little bit. We can wreck the country, and then we might lose it, but we're going to try to keep it. But we'll just put a minority on there because then we can keep the power. That's the problem. Okay, we'll talk about a vote early day, a new day, a new holiday, I guess you could call uh, for Georgia in just a couple minutes. This advertisement is sponsored by UBible. UBible is a new podcast that has recently been released on Anchor. This podcast is fairly new, only has one episode uh, called Obedience. Uh, this is by, made by a friend of mine, actually. Uh, this podcast is supposed to teach you about the Bible and a little bit more about some verses that maybe you don't know. I would Definitely suggest checking them out, listening to the first episode. It's only nine minutes, very quick episode, so you know, it doesn't take up a lot of your time. You can listen to it while you're on the go, unlike my podcast with my 25 long minutes of nothing. <laughs> I'm joking, but you know, this is a short podcast, very simple. He does a great job. He's got one of those voices that, you know, is just really good on podcasts, probably better than mine. I stutter a little bit, but um, he does a, I would say, fairly, really good job. So please, um, go check out uh, the U Bible. All right, oof, that was that took a lot out of me. That was a lot of speaking. Oof, I was like, man, I was so thirsty after that. I I had to, I, I drank like my whole cup of water. All right, so um, new uh new Georgia holiday uh vote early day on October twenty fourth, twenty twenty. Now, this is completely because of the 2020 elections. And this is also because, as I talked about, I think it was my last episode, uh, Georgia Loves Trump. Um, I talked about how Georgia's turnout of voters is really low. We have at least 3 million people in Georgia from the 2018 election polls that did not actually show up to the elections. Now, that is a uh, state election poll. So, you know, that could be explained. Not A lot of people aren't really as interested in state elections as they are in national elections. But even then... When they were doing it by the presidential election, it was still significantly low. We are still the we have the worst voter turnout than any other state, and, it, and it's kind of it's, it's ridiculous. And now, so they've they've started this because they're hoping that they can kind of start a holiday around it. 
And this will this will get people to get out and vote vote and I don't think it should be voting early. Voting early is terrible because like you don't know how I mean your candidate might be when you vote some really great guy and then you might realize next week he was in a sex scandal and he killed like three hundred million people while he was like twenty or something. I mean you might just like something terrible might happen. You might even die. I mean, we don't even know. I mean Biden is not looking that good, and if Bernie gets it, he'll probably get the coronavirus and fall off the stage and die. So, like, I don't even know. It's kind of ridiculous. But I'm, I'm hoping this... I mean, I get the idea. Just trying to get people to vote. Just just vote. But at the same time, we don't want people just voting early. We don't want stupid people voting either. I don't want people voting early because you don't know what's going to happen. But if, if it means we're going to get a better vote turnout, maybe this will turn into a thing where people just kind of get to the rhythm of doing it every four years, something like that, or for every election, then that's fine. But, you know, I, I'm at least glad it's closer to November where it would not as much stuff could happen, I guess. If it was like, vote early in like some, like September or something, I'd be like, no. But, whatever. Cool new holiday. You know, it's up there with Christmas now. You know, it's like two best holidays in the world. But only Georgia gets it. So, you know, whatever. That would be cool. Okay, so we're going to talk about Doug Collins. Uh, uh, quarantined with himself with possible coronavirus. If you don't know who Doug Collins is, he's trying to go for after the Senate seat right now. Well, the temporary Senate seat. Kelly Loeffler uh, right now holds that Senate seat. Most likely, he'll probably run in the special elections for the Senate seat uh, too because uh, Brian Kemp appointed Kelly Loeffler to, to, to hold the seat for now in the Senate because we're actually having somebody else retire. You know, we can have one guy in Senate, but the problem is now we can have we need to have two people at Senate at all times. These two people, Kelly Loeffler, I don't know who's going to replace... The other guy who's leaving, I forgot his name. Um, but, you know, you have to have two people in the Senate. And right now we're just going to have two temporary roles. Because I don't think they were planning on, like, two people leaving this early. And then also the last senator died, which is sad. But, you know, they, they lived their their terms. Uh, like term, he's just, you know, the other guy's stepping down. But apparently he got the coronavirus. After meeting with Donald Trump, this was, I think, at a... They had uh, one of his rallies, I think this was, was this was at... So this is kind of scary, you know. You're like, okay, whoa, it's Donald Trump. I, I've, I actually read something. Now, I've, this is I made this on Monday and Tuesday, by the way, or sorry, Monday and Wednesday, or no, wait, Tuesday and Wednesday. Sorry. So, um, but I saw something this morning that you know he he probably he doesn't really he doesn't have it. They don't think he got it. Same with Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz was there. If you you probably seen that, they think Ted Cruz got it. Ted Cruz did not. He's quarantined himself. But you no, know, this is a good thing though. The quarantine themselves, because you know it can take. They say it's like it's fourteen days. Until you start exhibiting symptoms. So he'll probably be quarantined for 14 days. Maybe he'll be able to cool himself down after all this stuff with Kelly Loeffler. I'm mean, like, the dude's like insane. I mean, I'm like, bro, it's just a, it's a temporary sentence. Relax. Okay, gosh, she'll only be up there for like a couple of months and then they'll have the elections and then she'll be replaced. So, you know, relax. Okay. Jeez. Okay. And then also, last thing uh, Fulton County shuts down all schools after two cases arrives. Um, and there's also, I mean, this is, a, this is not, okay, people need to stop freaking about the coronavirus, okay? It's not as bad as you think. If the, if the, if the news covered the amount of flu cases we have in the U.S., you would think the world is coming to an end. But they don't, because the flu has been around for many years. The only thing that makes this such a big deal, the coronavirus has actually been around for like 10 years. You think people in China just started eating bats? Like, you think they just started eating wild animals? No, they've been eating them forever. This has been around for a while. The only problem is this now is an extreme case of the coronavirus. The the virus has been able to build up and got it's it's gotten more 
you know, it's gotten stronger, it's gotten bigger, and that's why it's such a big deal. I, I really, if I could get the rest recommendation, if you're exhibiting symptoms, which is like a cough, something like that, quarantine yourself. Do exactly what these politicians just stay at home. Contact your medical official. Tell them you're exhibiting these symptoms. After 14 days, stay in your home. Don't interact with people. This should be fine. Okay, you got Facebook, you got Twitter, you got all your social. You're, you should be fine. Just sit down on the couch, watch some TV, work from home, anything like that. Tell your work you're exhibiting symptoms. Do things like that. And um, you know, just do just do that stuff, and you should be fine. But um, that that's the best I can give to you. Just do, and that's what that's what Brian Kemp has been saying. That's what. The George has been saying, I will, I will give, I, I think George needs to step up. I, I mean, I love Brian Kemp, but dude, you need to step up. I mean, we need to be better than states like Washington. Like Washington, they still had Comic-Con. I love Comic-Con, but there's a coronavirus going around in Washington. And that's a huge bunch of people from all over. And those people aren't just from Washington. They're from all over the country. who are now all interacting with each other, touching each other, touching things that other people have touched. And... Honestly, you'll probably get a bunch of cases from that. There's probably no way you're not going to get a single case from that, from the Comic-Con. California had a marathon. That's dumb. It's just, they're not doing enough to keep this from spreading. And, I mean, it's, people need to stop freaking about, like, you're not, you have a very low chance of actually dying. Okay, and the symptoms aren't even that bad. It's not like you're going to start getting boils on your body and you're going to be like, it's not the plague, okay, people? People are acting like this is the second coming of the Black Plague and the, world's going to end and we're all going to die. It's not that serious. Relax. Take a chill pill. Breathe in, breathe out. Relax. Okay, you'll be fine. The real thing is we want to make sure our elderly are protected. You know, if you're exhibiting symptoms, don't go to a hospital full of elderly people. Don't go to a nursing home full of it. Don't go visit your grandmama when you're coughing up lung and you're nauseous. You know, if you're exhibiting symptoms, don't leave your house. Contact your medical official. And everything should be fine. But, um, yeah, just, you know, just do these things. You know, um, you know, there's also, I live in Canton. There's two cases in Canton. So, my, I, I go to Chattachie Tech, so they'll probably be closing down soon, too. So, that'll probably be next video. Also, I want everybody to know, or actually, no, I'll talk about it. We'll take a break real quick, and then I'll talk about it. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. Um, please subscribe. You know, please like whatever option it gives you. Do it. Just do it. You know, you know, give us a nice like. I, th- we're growing really fast, and this is really great. And I really want people to hear about what is happening in Georgia and get it from a conservative source, and you know, be able to be able to research this stuff themselves too. So I'm really happy that this is growing. And if you don't know where we're at, besides Anchor, we are on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and now Apple Podcasts. So please subscribe. Do whatever it wants you to do to make my channel, my my podcast better. Do it. And uh, please have a good day. God bless. Don't get the coronavirus. And if you do, please contact your health official. Don't go into a hospital full of elderly people and spread the coronavirus inside a hospital. That would be stupid. Don't do that. But, you know, please, God bless. Have a good day. Thank you for listening.